what's up world you are now listening to the power post game report i am always one of your hosts triple d and with me of course as always this is carlos d what's good world how you holding up man how how are things hey another day in paradise uh-huh yeah world still we still exist the yeah. world hasn't ended yet so we're back for another week of pop i hear that yeah man what about you man what's going on Anything? Uh, I'm I'm maintaining, surviving. World hasn't ended as you said, but you know we out here trying to make it the best way we can. Um, you as you know, laptop issues, so all of my stuff is on hold. Luckily, we found our normal way of recording this, um, so we can still get these recaps out to the people. Uh, but unfortunately, my stuff is on hold, and uh, we'll get off the bench when we get off the bench. But uh, happy to be with my partner in crime for another another rousing debate and discussion in the world of power indeed but that's why it's good you're your own boss you don't have to put out anything you don't want to put out if you're not ready to put it out so don't let you don't have a podcast boss cracking the whip on your back so when it's ready you'll be ready to come back i got you i got faith in you I, i for sure and you know i definitely echo all them sentiments but i ain't gonna front man that this Lovecraft country is has gotten my 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 heart pumping. Like I love talking about it, um, so it, it kind of sucks having to put that on the shelf for the time being. But we're gonna try and come back and and come back stronger um, and do my best to not drop the ball like I did with Atlanta. Uh, but we will get there when we get there. So we are here, like we said, to talk about power, the prince. This is episode four, correct? Uh, yeah. I think believe so. Yeah, because next week is the midseason finale. It feels like it kind of crept up on us, don't you think? I mean, I I don't what is I don't even know what a midseason finale is on a cable show that's only ten episodes long. Like I get midseason finale on on um, network TV because it's usually around the Christmas time and less people are watching TV, so they take a little hiatus. But this it's only ten weeks long. We don't need no midseason finale. And does that mean? They're going to be taking two and three weeks off before they come back with the next episode. Possible. But as you stated earlier, and I think this might be fairly accurate. I think you said that, like, they only got to film and record, like, a certain amount before the pandemic hit. Um, It could be, like, this could be their break to catch up with production. Um, I saw something saying that, and it escapes me, someone fairly noteworthy was added to the cast. Um... And this was actually before the news that uh, Power Book 2 has been already renewed for Season 2. Okay. That means we'll be back next year then. Sweet. Indeed. Indeed. Them being renewed is us being renewed. Indeed. So, um, you ready to dive on in? What did you you think about this episode initially? Uh, Another strong one. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Uh, Similar to the last week's episode where it had a lot of building. It built, it's going to build for stuff that's going to pay off down the line. Um, but it got us to, um, we definitely got some more backstory and insight on a lot of uh, the characters they're trying to establish. Um, it was a big episode, in my opinion, for Drew. Yeah. Um, big episode for Drew. Big, big episode for uh, um, Diane. I always get it. Diane or Diane. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to get it one day. Whoever the little sister is, her. And then also a big episode for Lauren. Um, yeah. Those three, I enjoyed all of their stories. The new characters I can do without, I'm, I think I've reached my, my, my limit with. 
and we'll talk about it as we get into it, is the professors. I don't need yeah. them no more. I'm, I'm done glad, with them. Okay. Well, I'm glad we are all in one accord. That should be fun once we get to that part of the episode. Um, I I got to echo those sentiments 100%. Um, not, not a big action-packed episode, which I think is something that we're all... And honestly, I, I, I can't say I've seen too many complaints about it. Um, I think it's... You either love this show for what it is, but the few people I've seen that didn't like it say dumb stuff like, we miss Tommy and Ghost. This isn't about them. Right. Also, Ghost is dead. Um, so it's not going to be as action-packed. It would make no sense for Tariq to be in the like a ridiculous amount of action-packed Shootout. stuff. Right. right. Being a college student. Um, it, it, you know, it's a big difference. It's, I mean, the control, but it's a big difference in the two in the fact that at the point when we start the series, the original power, Ghost and Tommy had been in the street life for years. So they had enemies. Right. They had a whole network. They had stuff they needed to protect. In this story, Tariq is just starting out in the drug part of the life. And we kind of get a little bit of the action from the Tahadas, but it's not enough. Like, we, they still establishing them. So they can't have them in crazy shootouts every week because they wouldn't get the same payoff when you don't really know who the characters are. Um, so I like, I like the slow build. I don't think the episodes have been... Too, I have, I don't feel like they've been dragging them, like trying to make it longer or just kind of fluffing it up. I feel like every episode has kept the storyline going without giving us too much too soon. So I, I've been enjoying this season. For a person who who had his misgivings and didn't think I was going to like um, the show itself, I have I they've converted me to a fan after around. four weeks. Yeah, I hear that. Um, I'm the same. I I, I was skeptical. Um, for two reasons. One, uh, and he's he's made me a believer. I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. Uh, Michael Rainey Jr. has stepped it up as an actor, um, and it, that that's to be expected most often when you see you know child actors kind of grow up before you. Um, initially, when they, when they announced that he was going to be getting his own show, I was like, is is he going to be able to carry this? And so far, he's doing a pretty pretty good job of carrying his his weight and leading this show. Um, the my other issue was, like I said in the previous episode, he was the most inconsistently written character of the first series. Uh, so how how are we going to base this like a whole side series, uh, you know, spinoff off of him when we're we're not he's not a, a a decently established character. Like he's he's established in memory and in thought, but like as a character, he he's been written. He was super written inconsistently um but to to finish out my thoughts on the episode uh solid episode and i'm right there with you um i'm done with the professors they can they can mysteriously die in a shootout on the next episode uh with that being said you ready to dive in yeah man let's go for it all right so we start off this episode with Tariq uh waiting to meet uh mr stern and it ends up being not the mr stern he's expecting um, enter Bash Stern, uh, Simon Stern's newest husband, uh, which I, I like the fact that they just they just throw out there that he's married to a man now, and there's really nothing to discuss. Uh, Tariq is meeting with him with a, a bit of a business proposal for an app that we see him kind of fooling with, and this was a very good job of foreshadowing mm-hmm. of, what was it, uh, course, course Correct? I think it was Course Correct. Something like that. Unless I'm making it up. And uh, he's laying down his 
pretty much his pitch. And he's also kind of showing showing his 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 business smarts, which is really, really good. But I, I had to admit, watching him lay out his plan, it almost seemed a little too perfect. Um but we'll see we'll see later on how it is, but it also kinda isn't. Uh, what did you think about this opening scene and in, in our introduction to Bash? Yeah, I, I, like I say, I'm glad they didn't make a big deal of it because I think in the past they have shown that Simon was at least fluid, on, yeah. on you know, you know, on the, um, his sexuality wasn't just I'm a man and I like women type of thing. Um, so it was it was kind of a surprise that all of a sudden he was married. But then again, we don't get a lot of backstory of Stern, and the show is not about him, so we don't really need to know all that type of stuff. Uh, good, good character. Um, good to see that he, you know, of course he's shysty. Everybody on the yeah. show is pretty shysty. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't know where they were going with this. I thought Tariq was literally legitimately just trying to get some extra credit or something at work, at work, at school. And then we find out right. he was ultimately using the app for. I like that nice twist. So I, I think yeah. it was a nice, a, a nice introductory statement because you're like, what is this man talking about? What is this all about? And then we get to the point where he, you know, is actually we keep forgetting that he's very smart. For all the dumb shit that he does, Tariq is very intelligent when it comes to the figuring the ways around the system. So, I, you know, nice opening scene. Very. Uh, that gets cut with uh, Tasha with this. And since you said it last week, now it's all I can think about. I, I'm wondering how she's charging this phone. Uh, but <laughs> she, she had it for two months. <laughs> right. She makes the phone call. Um, that yeah, somebody's on to you. Someone's watching you, and you need to get a gun. Right. Um, it it's it's straight to to the street business. Um, how did you feel about that that conversation, real quick? I mean, I think this was more of just Tasha giving him bad advice. Uh, and I understand that she knows about a a, a threat that was made to him, made towards Tariq about his hardest. But I don't think it was the right move to tell him to go out and get a gun, and be running around with a gun. Um. On a college campus. On a college campus. Uh, you know, already, especially on a campus where we've seen they have security and there are not a lot of black people there. So he, if anybody will get hassled, he'll be the first one to get hassled. I just think his life was in danger to the point where she needed to be telling him to run out and get a gun. And I also don't think he has any skills to use the gun. Other than right. the fact that we saw him shoot his father. Tariq ain't been bored up with guns and knowing how to use them, know how to shoot them. So I, I didn't like this scene particularly. I, didn't, I wasn't a fan of it or her advice. But I'm usually not a fan of Tasha's advice when it comes to Tariq. This is this is one thing that they have been consistent with when they're writing. Um, we actually skipped over something. Uh, the show actually picks up with uh, Monet giving Tariq a call and pretty much laying down the rules. Right. Three simple rules. Um, and him getting into formation. Um, any any brief thoughts on that? No, nah, I mean... Uh... I like that she is showing he who showing him she's the boss, um, but I don't think this was anything he didn't already know when it comes to the game. You know, give her her money, make sure it's already good, and don't cause no um, problems to connect. And you should be straight. That's you know, true dealing one on one for the most part. All right, so we um we go to class and we get the announcement that there is going to be a fellowship opportunity for the students where um, there's, I guess you get extra credit. I think you also get like to go abroad. Uh, well, but go to more, D.C. Right. It was in D.C., yeah. And you get to graduate one year early. That That's the main, that's the main attraction that uh, you get to go, that you get to get out a year earlier if, if you complete it. Um, and we get, a, we get a really cool little scene in here 
because we one find out that um that Lauren has a man mm-hmm. down in DC. Right. And um we also get a little more uh oh man, what is what what is her name? Bruchandria? Bruchandria, yeah. Yeah, we get another we get another little scene for her because um, you know, she she talking too much. Being ghetto. Um uh, yep, just a little bit. Uh but more specifically we get like this wasn't even veiled that well. This was this there was no nuance to this. Jabari's a dirtbag. Like he is he is directly um like being way too flirtatious and I guess like bricklaying yeah. with Lauren, who is like eighteen, as we yeah. find out later. It's like, predatory behavior. Classic yeah. predator he in a position of power. He's an older man. I don't know how old he is, but he got to be like in his mid thirties to have right. already been a professor and wrote in the book and everything. And he's preying on these students. Well, he was attempting to prey on Lauren flat out and open in front of everybody. And he really thought she wanted to kind of like give it to him when she was just kind of being nice and inviting him to meet the parents so she can get a leg up on uh, this fellowship or whatever. Was it his fellowship or internship? Uh, fellowship whatever it may be yeah so he's a creep ball and and that made me like him that much less as we as the course of the show plays out or the course of this episode plays out i was like yeah he's just creepy and i don't like him yeah yeah and it's just a it's not even a subtle drop like it's like okay this is what this dude's about and it's like okay there's no redeeming of a character after that especially after the conversation that takes place later right um yeah like it, it was it was wild so we get like real quick two two things i want to say about the scene real quick uh first one shout out to sarik he was actually on, in class on time yeah well i mean we know that we know, know of that we know that of. we know we will we'll give him we'll give him the benefit of the doubt on this one well he he wasn't creeping into a back of a room like he normally is he was in class when the lecture was going on Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, apparently this Bruchandra Bru- Bru- is a, a rapper or a singer. You know Light Skin Keisha? Have you heard of that name before? I think I've heard of it, but I don't think well, actually I don't know too much about it, but I feel like I've heard of it and it wouldn't shock me if one of their songs like slid through my Spotify one of my one of these right. playlists. I found out, like, I, I mean, I, she, you know she's clearly not like Cardi B or Nicki Minaj but apparently she is like a decent and I, you know I'm old man, so I don't know these young, up and coming hip hop stars, but apparently she is a little artist. Okay. So shout out to her. That's what's up. All right, and again, like we, the man, <laughs> some of it's rightful, but shout out to Fifty because and the rest of that production that production production team, um, Fifty, Courtney Kemp, everybody, they they'll give you a shot. Um, I think the guy that plays Kane, I think his name is, well, one of his stage names is like Woody the Great. He started out kind of like a Vine Instagram dude, and I think he ended up in, is it the new edition? Yeah, uh, and the Bobby pick? Brown story. Yeah, so. He was like, both of them. They, they be giving cat shots, and that's that's what's up. That is what's up. Um, so that scene ends with uh, this, that weird dinner proposal mm-hmm. that turns into uh, Tariq slide, finessing his way into that. All right. Uh, how come nobody right. my, why are you in our conversation right now boy shut your ass up but Lauren didn't seem too upset about it well until he until he turned away after she after he said the whole like it's a date thing um 
but like the fact that she she seemed a little like annoyed by it didn't make sense especially with what happens later on but i i think the reason why she was initially annoyed because her goal in having this dinner was to get a leg up on the competition so when somebody that could be at a competition down the line hops into the dinner too then you know it's it's not working into where her plan her ultimate plan was so i think that's why she seemed a little kind of off about it initially that's yeah that's totally fair she probably should have asked um (laughs) <laughs> that random white dude that was arguing with Bruce Andrea mm-hmm. um, or Richard. Um, so that scene goes to uh, the meeting with the GTGs and uh, we get, we get Monet in this music video fur coat. <laughs> uh, it just seemed a little like y- you look like a villain <laughs> just right. walking around so badass. in this, in this Patty LaBelle fur you got on here. Uh, you want to, you want to get into that scene? I mean, I, I for for goofy, and I, I should say goofy, but I think they did. They purposely did try to make her look as badass as possible, having all that going on, like she was the queen pin of everything. Um, but you know, basically, she she laid down the law. Basically, GCG, you make it a high for us. Um, that mean you cut off no more business. Um, and then, you know, of course, the young boy wanted to run off with his mouth, called her a puta. Um, and I like how she stood up to him, like, yo, what you say to me? You know, say it again, and then. You could tell he was kind of shook, and he was mumbling it, and he got his ass whooped. Which, yeah, you know, you talking about dirty about not only your boss but that man's mother directly in front of his face. What do you expect? Right. Yeah. And then I love a, a, a little subtle thing that I love is when dude who was uh, I guess um our little guapo's man went to pull. She backed him off with just like a, a, a like a, a word. She didn't have to even do anything. It was just them two, and she was like, "You sure you want to do that?" And dude knew, you know. Even though they was clearly outnumbered, because they had their whole crew with them, and it was just her and um, Kane, she backed them off. So that just showed kind of their power and their strength. So I, I love that scene, and I, you know, like I said, and this was a little bit part of the show where they gave us a little bit of that violence that we kind of need in a show like this. So you know, what you think about it? Uh, Cosign, like it, it's it. I think there was two interesting things about that scene. One, um, the way the entourage was set up back there, I was like, oh, these cats are social distancing because they were all like weirdly spaced out. Uh, there's one dude with his arms awkwardly folded like he's posing for a, a poster or something like that. But I, I think one of the things that kind of like had me intrigued was the the walkout conversation where she was like, dang, you really beat the brakes off him. Mm-hmm. And But it was like, I feel like she should know. I don't know if it's, she she was genuinely surprised that he went to that length or if it was just like if i keep kind of playing it as if like he impresses me every time he does this he'll he'll still seek my approval yeah i think it was more of a pat on the head yeah yeah it's like you you know what your boy is capable of like you have to know what you what your guy is capable of so it was like i think that was a a smart although manipulative play to kind of like play it as if like you're still impressed um, but yeah, uh, we, we have not seen the last of GTG because, you know, I, there's no way they're just going to let this whole thing slide. Right. Uh, Plus I feel like we don't have a major villain. Right. Um, w- w- as a part of the street part of the show. Like we have the courtroom villains, Sachs versus McLean. Um, but I don't think Tariq really has a, a, a villain or that family doesn't really have a villain that they need to play off. So I think that got to come back because that was always right. a part of the, that made the show you know what it was the original show right also 
whoever whatever writer thought about it shout out to them for having them start the scene with me uh most i almost called her mary with monet going you know he fucked up right yeah. like classic line perfect uh speaking of perfect this scene gives way to Tariq uh pretty much laying out his perfect plan uh this was like i said this, the plan was it's it was genius right but like almost like suspiciously genius um i think i would have liked to see Tariq kind of workshopping this at mm-hmm. least on paper uh but also it's like dag like you got them like you're, you're using some of the black students to kind of help like with marketing even right. though they don't know it and it's like dang we don't we don't need that stereotype come on right. power but you know what are you gonna do yeah uh and that without having you know if you if you listen to this you watch the show but Tariq's brand is is pretty genius and it's it takes off quick right my only my only down my only um, problem with it was that it was a little bit too easy and yeah. also they trust in too many people um because they letting like literally anybody i don't know how they vetting the people who are actually moving the product for them like because they letting people who um just sign up to like to be tutors and i'm using air quotes um and just moving that product and I, I just don't believe that he would be that careless to just let these college students with really no experience um be that heavily involved or, or he have to be that dependent on them to kind of move the product around the campus but we'll you know we'll see how it turns out yeah. especially how in another part of the scene when we talked about the beginning how scared Braden was at the thought of scott and like who was scott like because he was like scott knows that we might be moving product or pills or the thing. He was a little bit nervous by that. So that kind of threw me off at the beginning of that scene before they got to the, you know, this diabolical plan of theirs. Right. So that scene breaks way to uh, Tariq paying Davis his, uh, I guess, his monthly payment. And um, pretty much one answers like, you know, why, what's going on? Why you got my mom's playing pretend? And Davis being 100, like, yeah, we're not putting your lying mother on the stand ever. So we got to go a different route. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm glad that he, he played it straight with Tariq. And he told him, like, we have to find another route on getting your mother out of jail. And uh, we think it's going to be sex. Um, and Tariq, smartly, wisely, uh, pretty much submits the payment and um, keeps it pushing. So we get our, 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 our back and forth with Paula, uh, who smart and wisely asks, Where's this money coming from? This kid just walks in with a a, a bunch of with stacks, mm-hmm. like asking the smart questions. But Davis, you know, being that lawyer, it's not our job to care. Right. As long it, as he pay on time. Right. That's all that matters. We're here to win. Any thoughts on that scene? Nah. I mean, I think you pretty much did hit the nail on the head. The biggest conflict in the scene was just Paula's concern over where this money's coming from, compared to Davis, like being, hey what's it to me you know our job is to protect is uh to try to get tasha off not worry about where the money that's funded is coming from so you know it seems typical lawyer yeah so we moving through we get a real quick scene um tasha is trying to figure out who in the world has eyes on her uh she wisely suspects that uh the female guard Mm -hmm. because you know why not it makes sense guards can be corrupted and uh, we actually see uh, maintenance man, yeah, maintenance mole or whatever. Yeah, maintenance spy. Uh, he's actually 
the one, obviously the one uh, spying on her. Uh, we we also get that the lady that she's trying to get in cahoots with is like, well, you hot, so she she immediately bails. Yeah, that plan ain't working at all. Right, stay away from me because if they're watching you, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. Nope. Uh, we get a quick little meeting in the in the judges chambers. Uh, Davis wanting to try and get Sachs off this trial, uh, wanting to present some witnesses that speak to Sachs's character or lack thereof, and the judge being pretty much like hey if he can prove it you, you're gone mm-hmm. um so a quick little back and forth any any thoughts on those two scenes before we before we keep moving uh no no, no. i think you i think you hit those both because they were both really quick especially the the prison scene with tasha really quick scenes just kind of set up a mate well natasha thing not as much but the sax thing was really set up when blanca comes in and when tate comes in so we can talk about that later that was just kind of the build up to that scene right all right so from there we get the family meeting um again i like that despite how grown these kids are they're still kids whenever monet walks in yeah like whenever mom walks in they they all they all pipe pipe down now i've you know i'm an only child so i don't i don't know that that whole like you know whispering amongst each other and then just kind of snap into attention when mom or dad walks in um but we get uh, their their introduction to the fact that Tariq is their new business partner, mm-hmm. um, and Monet, being the general that she is, she lays down the law, you know. Uh, but we also see we're also getting more into these kids. Drew is clearly being more and more reluctant. Um, he doesn't want to go and be play the mole because that's what she wants him to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kane is too eager, but Kane is too wild. There's no way he's gonna pass as uh, being a, a student getting on that campus. Right. And Diana obviously wants to go. Diana's clearly the best choice, but Monet don't want to nowhere near that school. Oh, Tariq. Um, yeah. You want to you wanna pick up with your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think th- this was kind of like, uh, just for the different characters, one is, is her pushing Drew more towards the, the, the front or when it comes to like the diplomatic type of stuff or the stuff that doesn't require, you know, straight up violence she's pushing that on drew she's still keeping diana as like on the back burner and then i think this scene was in direct um uh, can't find a word difference from how she treated kane earlier when kane was the attack dog she praised him when he tried to do something that she felt was outside his lane she quickly shut him down so i think she's kind of giving him that uh that rod and that treat so she you know so she can kind of more control him and keep him in line because as quick as she praised him for being that pit bull or that attack dog she shut down any ambition of him trying to go to this campus and do something that she think is outside of his scope and she gave it to the one she think is better suited for that and that that exchange immediately my first thought was and now he's going to really begin his tommy transformation where he's going to start making his own decisions well making decisions on his own and getting out trying to get out of his lane as tommy did and the first the early part of the series mm. where it's just like i don't want to just be a pit bull um where we we didn't find out until much later in the series that tommy could be more than a pit bull but lord knows he fumbled a bunch trying to be the boss man on his own and right. i think where this is this is kane's push to being like he 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 clearly sees himself as more than muscle um which is nothing wrong with that but as I've stated in the past, like, and she stated, you got to stay in your lane. Um, 
you 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 are not a quarterback. <laughs> you are not a quarterback. And who knows? Maybe they'll they'll swerve us with this, and they'll you know they'll show that he is like super capable. I'd like that switch, but you never know. He he might get that. He might be Tommy and just starts ruining stuff. Um, any thoughts on that before we we take it to the campus? No, no. I mean, like I say, it's good to see. I'm interested to see what his development goes. You know, which route did he end up? Does he end up taking? And also, how long Monet can keep him on the leash? before he you know decides to snap at his owner um if you know i know she's his mom but we've seen mothers and sons have negative relationships on this show before so it wouldn't be the first time so i, I you know i'll let to see the, the growth of kane as we move through, further down the series all right so that episode transitions to the campus where uh drew pretty much uh, runs up on, on Tariq, and uh pretty much I'm like hey man i'm here Show me the operation. Like, and Tariq trying his best to play it off. Uh, but one, Drew is not an idiot. And two, Braden is. Um, he has no, oh my God, like, why would you mention, like, why, why would you ask <laughs> if this dude is the plug? Like, he could not be. Like, he could he could be anybody. I, We've already, we said this back during the the original series Braden is going to be the weak link like mm-hmm. Braden is going to be the guy that blows this um because he's he's already got loose lips Drew has picked up on this immediately because you know he's already let it slip that um he knows something and uh we we move on from there to to the art class which I'm glad that this happened um because this was our first introduction to uh, Drew, uh, well, Drew's kind of like, I guess you could say, Drew introducing himself as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's a smooth dude. He's but he's also kind of like kind natured. Um, but you can also see that while although he's there to watch Tariq, um, he's he's genuinely digging like kind of you know just the whole class class aesthetic and everything like that. Um, but that's not all he's digging. Um, I'll, I'll let you give your your immediate thoughts, and uh, we'll we'll move on. Yeah. So I, I guess you know this clearly opens up the part where we start to learn about. Uh, well, we already knew Drew was an art fan. Like every time in any other past scenes when art was brought up, he kind of perked up or kind of was more interested. Um, but then we get to get more into his personal life, which we, you know, it's only been four episodes we haven't got a chance to explore. But from immediately the vibe was that he had an attraction to this guy that was in the art class. Um, and I don't think we've had a, I don't think we had a gay character on power. Uh, at least, well, I, I guess we couldn't say that because we just had Stern earlier. Actually, Lobos, Lobos was clearly gay, and he was like oh, one yeah. of the baddest dudes on the show. Uh, damn, I'm tripping. Uh, but yeah, uh, but not, so, not, the, not with this much depth. Like they right. weren't gonna like Lobos was a psychopath, right? Um, and to a degree, Stern might be like a refined psychopath. We just don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I, this is like you said. This is our first. Like my notes for that particular say, scene was Drew no well Drew has depth and might be gay question right. mark, uh, but yeah go ahead yeah I mean once he started getting into the flirting with it uh my th- I'm I, you know this is something that I guess before like a more for like a person who was gay but I am curious as to why I, I think it would have been even better if Kane was the gay one because I feel like they already got this thing where they trying to make Zoo like Drew like the soft one he's like the soft one in the family and then also to make him like gay I feel like they kind of leaning into a stereotype 
or this ne- not a stereotype but this negative connotation that uh, for a man to be gay he must be soft too and I, 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 and I might be overthinking it or looking too much into it and it, I don't really like that I would have liked it if the more hardcore aggressive guy would have been gay and I think that would have been a real twist as opposed to making the soft soft spoken uh, kind of character more the gay character I didn't get that vibe um, I got more of a vibe of like he's clearly he's he's clearly down for the family business but it just doesn't interest him and I don't think him being gay has anything to do with that I think the fact that he up until this point there's no way his family knows um, there, there's no way like for one I'm pretty sure there's a, a whole ton of weight with just keeping that to himself as a person in general mm-hmm. but to be part of this family that's a part of this life like i'm pretty sure that the the pressure is like quadrupled to keep it to himself because he he probably doesn't want to seem like like i don't even know what words to use but like as the you know the 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 bad one to his family and if it were to get out like what you know what the streets would do to his family like would they lose respect and everything like that um so like I think I like the fact that he's a part of this life he's clearly an active part of this life um, although not as violent as Kane but he's he's dealing with with this on top of that because he there's no one in his family or in that life that he could really share this with like there's no one um, until we, we you know we see later but we'll get to that when we get to that mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't I don't think I'd be able to buy Kane being the one that was gay. See, that's um, my point, though. That's my point. That I'm not talking about whether his gayness affected his ability and lifestyle. I'm just talking about when, whenever you... I'm talking about just stereotypes in general. Normally, when they try to stereotype a gay person, it's always like some soft, you know, not tough. While, like, Kane is like the, the ultra, like, masculine man. It, you know, what they, what they consider masculine. Quick to knock somebody out. Quick to be violent. Quick to be... Uh, in charge of the boss, so that's that's the more what I'm talking about when I'm talking about. I would have liked it better if they'd have put that on like him being the gay character, the strong alpha male is the gay guy as opposed to what we normally see as the gay guy in these types of movies, which is or, or TV shows, which is the soft or the shy guy or you know the kind of not dominant figure. They they kind of that's that's like the, the gay guy, and that's kind of like characteristics or stereotypes that they put on gay men. So that, that's that's all I was saying when I was talking about that. Um, I, I wasn't even thinking about, you know, the aspect of him being gay might affect his family's business. I'm just talking about the decision to make the, the guy that you wouldn't, okay, I wouldn't be shocked that he is gay, the gay guy, as opposed to making it somebody that's like not normally that fits that mold. Hmm. I can see what you're saying. Um, the only thing is, I, I, I think it caught me off guard. I, I didn't see it coming. Um, like he, even him being soft spoken, I, I just took that as he didn't want to be part of this life. Like mm-hmm. he'd rather, you know, like Diana, he'd rather be in school. Um, like he, the, you know, they don't, they don't really want to be a part of this. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see how this all unfolds. Uh, so meanwhile, we get Sax being Sax, and uh, he wants someone to try and uh, he wants his his PI guy, his his right hand man, who his name escapes me. Um, uh, I think it was no Ramirez is the the dirty cop. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever his FBI guy is, agent. yeah, he wants him. 
to to kind of tell Tariq and get info on him. To which you know, dude's like, "Hey, I told you when when we when I signed up, and you told me like I wouldn't have to do anything like that." Right. No funny. So business. I'm not doing it. So enter uh, Riley, who of course this girl is a is a member of the Sachs family. Um, just screwed up, entitled. Uh, oof. I I I think. While I like the introduction of her character, because I, I think she's going to be the, the connection between sex and the campus, mm-hmm. um, just her introduction, I was like, yeah, you're, you're a mess, just like your family. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, how did you... yeah. She definitely was very on brand for the Sax family. Uh, you know, just not really caring, knowing she can get herself out of anything. And just typical spoiled, uh, you know, rich white girl. So... Um, I mean, we said that he used her as a tool down the line, but in the in the beginning, I was like, "What you know? What is her purpose here?" But uh, we did learn, you know, that she did serve some kind of purpose. But at first, I was like, "They just throwing random characters in this just for the sake of it." At this point, yeah. So from there, we go back to the art class for a real quick scene that um, where essentially Drew loses Tariq. Um, it's not an impactful scene. It, it obviously sets up some other stuff, but the thing that I was curious about and I wanted to get your thoughts on now clearly Tariq sees that he's Drew's distracted and that's his way to escape right do you think he picks up on Drew possibly being gay I I think he more took him to art class because he knew he had an interest in art I mean and also he had to go to art class but I think he more thought he would get distracted by the art and the sneak out not necessarily that he would find this gay basketball player to flirt with which led to the distraction so I, I don't think he planted that deeply um, or that he knows about his sexuality. I think he just more knew that he might have an interest in this art class because he had discussed it at that little dinner they had, I think, episode two, um, when the uncle barged in. So, you know, I, you know I'm going to give Tariq credit for being smart, but I don't know if he was that smart. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Um, I, I, and honestly, I didn't even think about it until my rewatch. But I, I agree. I think he just saw an opportunity to to slide out and he took it. Um, but this scene gives way to the judges chambers and we got Blanca coming in hot, just just throwing <laughs> throwing arrows at sex like hard with the with the fire, uh, just letting it all out on the table. Um, <laughs> what did you think about this scene with Blanca pretty much th- throwing all these pitches and setting up a really nice argument for um for mclean for davis only for sax to show that despite him being a piece of crap dude is a good lawyer right because he spun all of that and it was all true like everything he said was true but like it's sax is a good lawyer because he he really slid his way right out of that pickle what did you think about that he deflected them all like he showed that He's not a, a pushover, even though he's done a lot of dumb stuff too. He's not a pushover, and he does have some skills, especially when it comes to keeping himself out of trouble. You know, we've seen that Sax has always been the one to stay afloat in that office, even though he's usually one of the ones that's making some of the biggest mess ups when it comes to either illegal activity or blowing something as when it came to trying to prosecute people. Um, but he got a spin to him, and he he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Uh, he can't, and he made it seem like, yeah, okay, somebody lied to me, but I can't stop a person from lying to me. The same way that somebody lied to her, 
you know we can't stop we can't make witnesses tell us the truth all we can do is ask the questions so i like how he spun that um, i thought he was gonna give us a little bit more um means to kind of ding him up a little bit but mm-hmm. we know this is ultimately going to end up in the trial like right. it, it, all the stuff that they doing is just kind of just stuff that they were doing uh i think to fill some scenes but we know this is going to end probably in the last episode with either the jury saying guilty or not guilty so all this is just kind of build up to them actually going to case right and before we close that but like not only did he flip it like he also got her burned and like he asked her like okay you had you know you you were privy to this but how did you get andre coleman to to issue a statement when i have evidence that clearly states that he was across town so how could he possibly say everything you needed to get that warrant which sucks for blanca because yeah i don't think she told anybody about how she coerced uh dre but sax again piece of shit good lawyer pieced it together and he's he still walks out of the thing fairly clean and unfortunately for blanca a transcript of this whole thing is going to her superior so mm-hmm. she got she practically got tamika um she came in to do the right thing and got burned in the process uh so sucks to be her because that that white privileged force field woof, that is some heavy heavy plot armor goodness so uh from there davis has come up with the idea that we need somebody that uh that can you know speak to the the nature of your conversation between sax and um their i guess their their questions earlier where sax pretty much coerced them into giving that false statement enter councilman Mm o-dog being pressed out by scary uh mr ott from the dnc and mock who I'm glad is he hasn't been like a one-off special feature. He's, he's been getting these checks. I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, but they pretty much get to him first and tell him, look, man, you in this. No matter how much you don't want to be in this, you in this. Uh, you lied. They know you lied. Here's what you're going to say. Uh, we still get smooth talking Richard, trying to trying to talk his way out of like, nah, mm-hmm. I, I'd rather not testify. How, how did you feel about that? That little quick uh, meeting over, I guess, cigars and cocktails. I mean, you know, this tape is just trying to be his usual weasel self. Um, and I, you know, I, I like how I'm still trying to figure out. The, the, I mean, I guess you like you told us before. The reason why DNC was so concerned because they looked bad if they found out that, that James was this psychopath and they approved him. But it's, it still bothers me that they care so much about this. It's like, you know, is it really going to hurt the Democratic Party that much? that they missed up it's criminals running around congress and places all over the place so at least in our world the real world so maybe not as much in that fake world um so maybe it's a more of a big deal but it, it just kind of offset it, it's offsetting to me that I, I just don't like it i'm tired of mock too i'm tired of mock not mock i'm tired of uh what's his name ah mm-hmm. that guy that used to be on royal pains i'm tired of him I don't that's want- who that is oh yeah. my god Yo, it was killing me. I could not remember who that guy was. That's definitely him. Yeah, yeah. Man. The doctor. I gotta go back and finish that show. I never finished show. it last season. Yeah. I watched I like six like years of that damn show and didn't finish it last season for whatever reason. I kinda I really dug it. I just fell off. I just definitely yeah. fell off. I think it was around the time is. when I uh I used to have the D V R and then I guess you could find anything online now, but the streaming wasn't as hot as it was when the show was on. 
All right, we're going on a tangent. Uh, yeah, but Royal yeah. Pains. I, people who... USA had some sneaky good shows back in the day. Oh, yeah. USA, Psych, Royal Pains. Yeah. Burn Notice. Burn, I never got into Burn Notice, even though I heard it was good. I heard yeah. White Collar was good. I, I started heard, that. Um, that was that was dope, too. I didn't finish it. Yeah, but USA used to have some good shows. Yeah. They might still do, but I'm these are the ones I remember watching. Yeah, that's the next podcast. Uh, do you, you know, USA Gold Mines, you know, USA Gems. I could do Psych um, all day. Oh, yeah, without that a doubt. Same here. Man, that that's all right. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> um, so from there, we get a real quick uh, Tariq picking up the gun. Um, and we get the, the notification from Braden that business is booming to the point where they are sold out and they need more product. And this is where I'm kind of glad this happened um, because it's like, okay, like we said, the plan is entirely too perfect. Um, so what, what's the snag? And I'm glad that the snag was their plan was so good. They ran out of, of stock. They ran out of, you know, a product before they, you know, to where they, it was too good. Yeah, it was too good. It's like, okay, we can we either try and re-up now or we we crash. Like, we crash early and people go back to whatever, you know, to what they were doing. Um, any thoughts on that? And we can we can use your thoughts to, to weave into uh, his quick meeting with Paula and his, his phone call with Bash. Yeah, so, it, yeah, because that all set up the thing. Um, we saw Bash is just as slimy and, and dirty as Stern because mm-hmm. as soon as he gets into a position where he has the upper hand on Tariq, his 5% went to 15% really fast. Yeah. Um, and he had Tariq basically over a barrel, so Tariq had no choice but to kind of comply with it. Um, so we saw a, another shady side of it uh, when it came to that. Um, we saw Paula. I don't, yeah, I, I thought at first she might have kind of been blinded to his, his lie about stealing the, stealing the money from grandma. She the only one that's getting the bread. But then she happened to peep and see that gun in this bag. So then she's right back to what is this kid into and should we be involved with this knucklehead? Um, so even though it was just two quick, you know, quick scenes, I feel like it had a lot of little uh, nuances in it um, with the fact she saw the gun, with the fact that she kind of believed this line to she really saw the truth about him and then a little shadiness of the bash guy you know taking advantage of Tariq and how Tariq is so new to the game that he has no choice but to kind of get effed over by a couple of people before he can figure it all out so I liked all that what you think about it I, I thought pretty much the same thing um that bash pretty much outmaneuvered Tariq um and and salt on the wound using the, the same phrase that uh that Tariq used on him earlier, like, hey, um, you oh like so you need me now. Well, if you need me, my price just went up. Um, but as you said, you know, grimy runs with tends to run with grimy, and that's that's exactly how it goes down. Uh, yeah, we called it. Paula is the one that's like, look, I'm I'm not here for the games. Um, she made the gun, which buys falls right in line with what you said earlier like this kid should not be walking around with the gun um at all and it, he's already been made with it like right. mad fast he had it for five minutes literally literally he just he had just picked it up uh so we get a real quick call back home. well actually before we get to that uh we we get again a, a really good and well acted scene with drew where we get to see this kid be who he who he truly is um 
and it's like I think it's very well acted because it's just like it's you can see him almost like he's like exhaling and like letting loose and having fun that he knows his his family doesn't know about and probably can never know about um but in the process he's avoiding his mom's calls so he calls his sister uh we find that monet because earlier she took diane's real diana's real phone which such a black parent thing um and has him put it on speaker and finds it like okay Tariq needs more product and i lost him uh so diana being a little bit petty herself goes to monet which was a dangerous move i'd never do that to my mom even if i had the upper hand and was right uh playing with fire uh kind of rubs it in her mom's face that like you should have sent me to begin with because he lost drew i mean he lost Tariq, and they need more products so now you have to send me in um any particular on that that whole mom and daughter exchange uh, I mean, the mom don't. I think that uh, for for one, let me let me backtrack to the beginning of the scene, because uh, I think I, I I am curious. I'm not really heavy on sp- social media, um, but the scene with with Drew and the basketball player, there this was a scene. I'm curious as to how social media reacted to it, because it's another thing that we don't normally see, especially in a black show, where mm-hmm. there was a lot of male on male affection. You know, was, they they were kissing, they were making out. Um, there was implied a, a sex act, so I'm curious as to how social media handled that because this is a black ass show we know, and we know unfortunately black people are very homophobic a lot of times. So yeah. I'm curious as to how what people's reaction was to that. Was there a lot of oh I can't watch this no more, yada 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 type of stuff. Um, so that, you know that was a part of it. I liked how they weren't they didn't shy away from that. We've seen heterosexual people have sex on the show a thousand times. Uh, we even saw um, some lesbian stuff back when Juice Juice Box was on here. Um, and that never seems to bother people. So I'm curious to see how people kind of reacted to that. Um, but like I said, I, uh, before we, I'm sorry, and I know you asked about the mother daughter thing, but I wanted to kind of bring that up because we, oh, no. uh, you know, just kind of my thoughts on that. Um, no, definitely, definitely, um, definitely a, a fair point. Um, normally I'm your, your bridge to that. I avoided social media. So um, I don't have, I, I really don't have anything to really chime in with. I saw maybe one or two posts from the usual. Uh, homophobes who like oh every time we get something good here come Hollywood with their quote unquote agenda trying yeah to yeah put that game it's like uh, we've we've been over this just say you're a homophobic and keep it pushing um, but I, I haven't seen much uh, response yet because I, I just between last night and our recording time now I just I just honestly uh, haven't been on um, social media like, like that. that. Yeah, but, okay. Um, I, I, that is something I'm probably gonna like just look into out of curiosity. Yeah, I'm just curious because I just know how people be they, they'll trip off you, anything, especially male on male. They be like, "Oh my God, what's the end of the world?" Meanwhile, in the course of things, compared to the sex acts on the show, very tame. Uh, there was nothing outrageous or egregious about it. Um, so I'm just curious as that. Um, but I, I, shout out to the people and we shouldn't have to shout this type of stuff out because it should be more normal but shout out to the people who weren't afraid to lose viewers or um piss off a segment of the pop of the audience by not putting a scene like that into the episode um as far as the mother daughter i think monet kind of fed into what Tariq was telling her sometimes you got to give people what they want and why and that can help you put yourself in a better position so while she knew she didn't want us in diane Diana to the campus. I think Diana played it perfectly 
even though she was making a risk by kind of showing her that she was the only option left. If you really want what you're looking for as far as getting Drew, getting the product there, and not involving the knucklehead Kane. Right. <laughs> I can only imagine how many fights Kane would have gotten into trying to find Tariq's door. Right. Um, but speaking of Diana playing with fire, uh, slides through Tariq's room, and um, there, there's no subtlety. But I, I think I like that Diana's been pretty upfront about that with Tariq, um, that she is she's pretty adamant that she is into the into the boy, mm-hmm. um, and you know lets her know like, hey, I know that you wanted to you asked permission to date me, right? And um, I know Mom said no, but she ain't here, and you know throws the lips on him. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Another thing I like that too many times in TV, the, the woman always got to be bashful. She always got to be like shy and unassuming, like she don't want uh, the guy. And I like that she just threw it out there. Look, I'm interested in you. And she made the first move. Yeah. So we need to see more stuff like that. I, I think we too quick to kind of downgrade women who are positive or aggressive when it comes to the sexual things. Um, and they didn't have sex, right. but even her wanting to kiss him or making the first move i enjoy that i like that scene um and of course um which is gonna be a theme throughout the show well this episode at least <laughs> as soon as Tariq get halfway close to getting some action somebody comes knocking on the door yeah but that that you know that's that's also a college life too that indeed that almost all yeah that's <laughs> for some of us that's that's uh every other saturday hey you gotta uh, put that sock on the door man or the tie yeah. Sometimes they don't stop. You have to have a good roommate for that. Um, but yeah, uh, we we get the we get the quick smooch down and Drew. I like that Drew was immediately suspicious, but I also like that uh, she asked him like, hey, where, "Where were you?" Right. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep my mouth. Sh- you keep your mouth shut. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. So I thought that was I thought that was pretty uh, a nice little move on their part. Um, so. <laughs> Councilman O'Dog, testimony, if you want to call it that, uh, just lying through his teeth. David is <laughs> heated because he, he thought he had his guy. And, uh, you know, Councilman O'Dog just smooth talking his way through this and just hilarious. What did you think about that that whole exchange? Because we know that there has to be more of these exchanges between these two. Yeah, I mean, it's more of his standard, smooth talking, lying politician ass. And I like at the end when he was walking out and McLean uh, grabs his arm and said, nigga, you a liar. I think he said, nigga, you a liar. He's like, you a oh, you lying a li- ass nigga. Right. I love that. I love that. Like, th- the scene itself is just kind of more of classic councilman take, councilman old dog. Um, but the end, I like that somebody finally was like, bro, you are full of shit. And I don't know why people don't see it, but we both know we from the same kind of place. And you full of shit, bro. Um, right. So, I, I, I mean, it was another win for Saks, ultimately. Um, but I li- I like the little Method Man's little closing shot to kind of yeah. sum it up. Yeah, but I-, I love Lorenz Tate doing his thing with this with this role because you know he said, "Well, you a cop? Like, why wouldn't you report to anyone?" And he goes, "I feared for my life, right. Mr. McLean." <laughs> so full like, of- dude is hilarious. Um, but yeah, that straightforward scene, dude is is hilarious with this with this role. Uh, just making his way from a cop to a, a greasy politician um, and he shows no signs of letting up so like I think this particular scene on the rewatch is like as much as I'm not for political stuff 
uh, especially like on TV. I'm I'm looking forward to him and his antics when it's time for his series, um, because it's gonna be it's gonna be a whole lot of slick talking. It's gonna be a whole lot of stare downs and sarcasm. Um, and I'm I'm kind of ready for it. Um, and just him just being a, a janky car salesman of a politician. Um, so from there we go back to the Tejada residence, uh, where Monet is ready for her report. And, um, you know, she says the, the reports in the bag, the, 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 our cut is in his bag and typical black mom going through his bag, uh, and finds the drawing of a male figure and pieces it together fairly quick mm-hmm. and does something very unexpected. Um, I did not see this coming. I'm glad it happened. I would have liked to have had it come like another episode or two down the line, but she without saying it without saying it she praises him for for being who he is mentally and without saying it she praises him for who he actually is and tells him like be careful you know what i mean um granted she still wants him to put the family first Mm -hmm. um she she kind of she kind of gives that that i know but we don't have to talk about it right like that sort of speech, right? Well, how do you feel? How'd I, you feel? I, I was kind of torn between that because I, 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 you know, and I only know this stuff from like secondhand experience, but I feel like that's a common speech that a lot of people will give um, their gay kids. Like, okay, we love you, but only to a certain extent. Because she, she made him, you know, she made it to him. I'm not tripping off of this, but you can't really take this outside of our house, or you can't really live the lifestyle that you want to live. And to me. That's and I know you know a part of it is because the lifestyle. This isn't just a normal uh, gay, you know, gay person coming out. But sometimes it happens in you know. So I, I might be looking at it again too sensitive or too into it. But you you can't tell a person you love them, but then also tell them to hide a part of them. Correct. So I was kind of torn torn that situation where it was good that she was like you know making them feel not negative about it. Uh, she clearly. Um, has realized that she hadn't already had a suspicion before that he might be uh, gay, but then she also kind of tells him that he can't be open with his lifestyle. Uh, so I, I feel like that's still to his detriment. Um, and, and as much as you want to praise her for loving him, she also not really loving him if she can't let him be who he is. Right. For every ounce of who he actually is. Yeah. Um, so that gives way to the, the worst dinner date of of all time holy crap this was awkward um not just in in storytelling but it was a bit awkward in in acting as well uh we get uh carrie professor milligan or milgram carrie milgram yeah. uh, arriving huh yeah yeah i say yeah yeah arriving and um being greeted by jabari who is shot and is acting like a dark-skinned dude in a Tyler Perry movie. Like, he looks like cartoonishly evil um, with the glass and everything. And it's like, I... It it was strange that they played it as if, like, she didn't know he was going to be there when clearly she was invited by him in the class. Right. Um, and I, I'll let you pick up, and we can, we can kind of go back and forth, but... um. 
Yeah, Tariq was on time for class, but he was late for this dinner. Bro, he a bold dude. They I was just, eating dessert. Yeah. If I'm that late, I'm not showing up. Yeah. I would rather you, and if, if I invite you somewhere, I'd rather you blow me off than show up like two hours late. Because I, I figured at least two hours, uh, uh, let's see. If they're supposed to start at seven, they probably had a little socializing, yada, 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 when they first got there. Then they ate, you know, walked, goofed around a little bit. Oh, you want some coffee before they bring out the pie? He had to be two hours late. Yeah. And if you're that well, late, don't show up. Yeah, just text. You know, at least can't make text. It. Yeah, I can't make it. I'm sorry. But you, you still you still showed up. They were halfway through their pie. It, like, dude, what are you doing? Um, But, yeah, she she had everybody had a right to look at him sideways with this uh her parents were almost cartoonishly bougie right um, russell Westbrook. well he looked like russell Westbrook, the dad <laughs> i like to think and you know what now that i'm looking at it because i have it paused she does look like almost like I, i'm not gonna downplay this actress but yeah like they were they were almost like offensively bougie mm-hmm. like um, it, it, it felt like that episode of Atlanta where uh, they go to Van's like mother's house and there's all these bougie black people for Juneteenth. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's just like they were annoyingly bougie. Um, and we get the professors being the worst dinner guests ever. I I ugh, I like. I, I, you know I mean, me. I, I like. I like. I like some people bickering though. I, I love. I love some people bickering and throwing sh- and, and like clowning each other. So I love them. When she was like, I think um, the mother was like, I want to read. I can't wait to read your second book. And she was like, Oh, that already came and went. Yeah. I was like, She's just being catty and petty for no reason. And I loved it. I I'm fine with that stuff. It just I just felt like it didn't fit the show we're watching. Like, I feel like they could have done it a way that it felt the show we were watching. And that's my issue with these two. Whenever they're, a scene is based around the two of them, it feels like a, like I'm watching something else. Like, they shove, in this particular case, a Tyler Perry show or play in the corner of power. Because it's just like, it, it almost seemed like it's supposed to be comedic and, and petty, but it, it seems stage play catty. Um you know Jabari being a dick and just you know trying to be super you know present himself as super educated and everything it's like who who are you trying to impress like why are you and try to it seemed it felt like he was trying to impress her parents like he was trying to date her Mm -hmm. granted we know what he's trying to do to her but like it felt like he was going too hard to impress this random parents um and she was being like as a professor, neither one of them acted professionally in this setting. It was, it was, it was a rough, rough dinner. Um, what did you feel about that going into uh, um, Lauren pretty much escaping with Tariq to the room? Oh, like I said, man, I like that. I like that catty stuff, man. So it it, it didn't bother me. I was just laughing. Uh, clearly, they got some unresolved issues that they shouldn't even be bringing out into. Uh, this one of the students' parents' home, and I know this. Is, I mean, it's a little bit different because it's college. It's not like it's a high school or like a, a younger level um, thing where the parents might be 
can have more control or more sway or can get them in more trouble. But it's still, you know, you should be airing your dirty laundry in front of um, one of your students' parents. That's weird. So, I, you know, yeah. that part, I don't, I didn't find it was very professional. But as far as the actual them, you know, getting back at each other, I like that part. You know, because I'm into that. You know, I like to see some people bicker. Well, we, I'm fucked we up almost, like that. <laughs> we almost over, uh, over, overshot um, our weekly book report. Because uh, uh, yeah. we, we got to have our weekly book report on this show. Um, the Prince, uh, where we get we get another opportunity for Tariq to flex. Um, and he pretty much displays his, his knowledge of, of the book, The Prince, where mm-hmm. uh, Bougie Mom pretty much writes it off as like the perfect, like the, the sociopath's handbook. Right. Um, to where Tariq kind of dismisses like, no, this is pretty much a guide on how someone uh, uses other people's intentions to get what he wants, mm-hmm. uh, which sets up a scene that we see later and is essentially the theme for this show. Uh, well, this particular episode. Um, but we also get a, a, a little dig in there um, when Tariq's talking about how he'd already read the book because I, I don't know if Bougie Mom meant to throw in the, the dig about him not finishing books. But um, he's read the book a few times, and he kind of lists off the schools he's been to. And uh, Dad throws in his dig about him having to to transfer a few times, uh, which super judgmental, um, but not surprising from this this <laughs> this weird family, right? Um, and they kind of rude. They act like Tariq didn't come rude. from money. Like Tariq is not like. Like I feel like a lot of the characters in the school are treating him like he from dude from uh like from the hood like the, like who he wants to be as opposed to the way he actually grew up. He grew up in Tribeca. He grew up going to fancy private schools. He grew. He came from a family with of means. Then it may not be old school money like Braden's, but it wasn't like he was like some bum who's on like a um poor man scholarship or something like that but that's how everybody seems to be treating this kid for some reason and I'm not understanding that part of it um I think it shows the and this could be a reach but I but what I'm getting at is real but it it shows the level like that we don't talk about that there's a level of elitism in black people um that you can you can still be you know well put together and still there's someone that looks like you looking down on you and that's what's happening with them. That's what's happening with Jabari. Um, they, you know, it exists. It's a, it's a real thing. Um, but there's two things that happen in this sort of transition scene. Uh, while they're being caddy at the table, we, we get the drop that Carrie knows Davis. Um, she, she knows Davis McQueen, like McLean. Excuse me. I think they allude to them possibly, possibly like dating in the past or something, and. Carrie gives the cautionary statement that although Davis McLean does win, a lot of times that win isn't necessarily best for the for the people he's he's representing, which I thought that was an interesting little drop. Um, and then we we get a little like you said earlier, we get a little bit of a backstory on Lauren um, and her her motives for for wanting this fellowship and wanting to do better with her life because she saw what uh, trying to please her parents um, did to her brother. Um, he, he was under so much pressure that he got addicted to pills mm-hmm. and had been in and out of rehab. Um, 
and we get a we get a nice little scene where uh you know they're pretty much uh laying their motives on the table that um you know Tariq didn't just come to get a an eye on the competition but apparently there was another reason that he came right and um we get a Tariq had a busy day man he he, he had a busy day he had a little player um he he gets the lip locking with Lauren a bit and um then we find out that Lauren is a little bit trash because uh as as earlier the the makeout session is interrupted by a knock at the door mm-hmm. and uh her boyfriend has uh joined the party what do you think about all that i mean we knew she had i mean it wasn't a secret she had one in the earlier scene once again shout out to them lauren was very um aggressive i like that yeah. she uh made it known that she she made that first move so i'm i'm, I'm loving that um, as far as as far as being a boyfriend, I think they cleared out perfectly in the scene when they reconnect towards the end of the episode. We young. We we 17, 18. We need to be able to play the field. We don't got to be tied down to somebody just because our parents like them or because they planning our future out for them. And I feel like that's kind of what Lauren. I don't feel Lauren even likes her boyfriend that much, but I feel like he from a good family. Um, yeah. He clearly is in college somewhere down in D.C. area doing whatever he is. Um, and I think our parents kind of align with the way that they push her to be like they did her brother, the top of the class, the most academic, the best at all that type of stuff. They kind of push her into that relationship. Yeah. And I think she sees Tariq as I think she might see him as two folds, an escape. Yeah. And then also a way to kind of get back at her parents because you see they think less of him. Um, yeah. the, from the way they treated them, so I, I, I'm interested to see if the parents do come back later on as their relationship kind of grows, and she's upset, and they become upset, or they try to push her, her away or against from dating them down the line. Yeah, um, and then yeah. Tariq, oh, real, I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off, but Tariq is rude as hell, man. Dude came in, he just left, he didn't well, say goodbye, he just well, walked out. We don't necessarily know that, but you, you got to give him a little leave. bit. He snuck out. I don't know if he, he you just see him kind of walk away. But Out the door. Dude, we, that's assumed. But here's the thing. If some dude randomly pop up and call me Jamal and try to label me as, as some high school student that uh, I'm I'm an underprivileged high school student that she's mentoring, yeah, I might slide out too. Um, he looked like a baby. I mean, and I, I'm glad they finally acknowledged the fact that dude is, I think they say he is 17. 17. They, yeah. At least acknowledge that he's a minor. Um even though I think his birthday is coming up in like a week or two. Yeah. Um, at but, least they uh, acknowledge that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this dude, Malcolm, he he perfectly fits her parents. Um, that he's he is the he is the Carlton to their, you know, what would be their Philip and Hillary, you know, and Hillary Banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vivian Banks. Yeah. Um, he he is that what they would envision. Um, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm wondering if they just have like a an off-screen breakup where she just you know cuts him off, or um, if he tries to press out Tariq and Tariq got to drop him or something like that. I wouldn't mind going that route. Um, but from there, we this is where the show took a hard turn, and I was officially done with the professors. Yeah, they. Um, they I mean. We could talk about it real quick, but I don't got much to say on this particular scene because they just lost me. Like, yeah. for one, it was almost an identical duplicate to 
the the scene they had the first time they were in the office arguing that led to sex. Like it, it was not a lot of difference between those two scenes. I'm out on them. I don't care. I, I thought that they may have some intrigue to it, but it's basically what you have said multiple times. It's like I'm watching a totally different show, and it's throwing off the vibe of the power. Uh, um, the show even called power. The show was called Ghost, right? What's the name of this yeah. show? It's, we might as well call it Power at this point. All right, it's called yeah, the Power Verse. <laughs> yeah, it's, th- it's throwing off the show yeah. by adding two characters, having almost an identical scene, and I just don't care about them anymore. I'm tired of them. Um, if they don't do something interesting soon that's tied into the main show, uh, they can they can kick, like you said they can die. We can, we can kill them both off. They can catch Tariq with the drugs and Tariq get mad and shoot him in the head. I don't care, but I'm tired of both of them. It it was so out of place. I thought I was watching a soap opera. Like the way he kept saying Carrie, and like them going back and forth. It was it was super melodramatic and out of place. Um, we get the you know him just full on stating that he's sleeping with students left and right, like and not even being like remotely ashamed of it. Um, to this erupting into you know them having full on sex, it's just like what is happening here it was hard to sit through um if we didn't have to take notes for this for this recap show i would have fast forwarded it because it was so what was what were we watching like this you know i felt like i accidentally sat on the remote and changed the channel um and these two just happened to be the same characters from earlier Mm -hmm. um i guess the only upside for the ladies is that they got some man butt out of it but Otherwise, it was a completely ridiculous scene that right. honestly we could have did without. And I'm right there with you. Um, this didn't help anyone. Um, the only one this helped was Jabari because he was the only one that came out on top. Mm. Uh, with her being uh, a love or sex addict, this this was a loss. Right. This was an this was an L. Unless her. unless they 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 tie her love and sex addict to her sleeping with Tariq or maybe my man Zeke because mm-hmm. you know he was shooting a shot at her. I don't. Why do I care about these people? Right. Like we don't have a real reason. Um, I'd like to see her triumph, but it don't. I don't see that happening at the rate this is going. If this was a different show, if this was like a show that was centered around, hey, I'm this um, college black young college black professor, and I'm a, I'm trying to overcome my sex and love addiction, and then I finally meet the great man of my love of my life. If that's what if that was the premise of the show, then I would understand it. But right now, she doesn't really add anything to this power show. And maybe, you know, we put brushing her off too soon and maybe the writers have a long term plan that's going to be great and we'll love Carrie again one day. But I'm tired of her. I don't want no more. They can both go. Uh, So it's party time at the frat house. And um, I feel like they I feel like they they sucker punched us. I, I feel like they threw shots at us. Um, Cause I couldn't figure out what was happening. I was like, "Why are they dressed like this?" And it's like, "Oh God, they're doing like almost like a an early two thousands throwback party." And I was like, "Did y'all really have to make us feel old like that?" I feel like this is is super that what they were doing? Yes, because Tariq had on the oversized uh, football jersey, Strahan yeah. on it. At that, I thought um, he just liked Strahan. the music they were playing. Yeah, the the music they were playing was definitely like college days for us. And um, Braden's got on the pink fur from you know like like that that 106 part Cameron oh, yeah because he had the flip phone and everything and I guess yes. she made reference to it but I didn't understand I, I guess I didn't you know I'm not thinking that the early 2000s could be a theme night already 
But then that was twenty man, years ago. So man, wow, they they really played us out. So we we got our mole. Uh, what is it, Riley? And as we said, um, we knew Brayden was gonna be the the weak link. He you know, uh, she she pretty much rolled up on both of them. Asked what was you know what's up on on uh some some enhancements and Tariq being smart gone immediately cut him you know distanced himself which was smart move because you know you know he's he's about his business um but she Riley's smart as well she got in she got in with the with the right hand man uh because as we've seen Braden Braden is the loose lips that's gonna sink this ship mm-hmm. um how did you feel about how that Tariq just playing chess being the prince and using a string of behaviors to to orchestrate. I don't. There's no. I feel like he did this on purpose. I, I feel like he had this planned. But the way they shot it made it seem like he he did this on the fly. But he just he just set up some dominoes and light tapped them bad boys to perfection. How did you feel about how that whole sequence played out? Yeah, and, and you know we get the playoff later that he you know ends up getting rid of that biggest competition um, by his uh, moves that night. Because uh, at first I was like, why is he trying to get his boy messed up? Because uh, I didn't, you know, he was a step ahead of me. Because I was like, why would he go up there and tell the guy that they were complaining about earlier in the episode that Braden was afraid of, that Braden was doing something that the guy wouldn't like? Because um, I was like, damn. And then when the dude went down there and started fighting Braden, and I thought Braden was about to get his ass whooped. Braden um, with the hands. Braden had hands. Yeah. So Braden beat his ass. And then we learned that it was a part of a plan. Um, that Tariq end up getting uh, the biggest competition for the drug game, Scott, kicked out of school, or at least temporarily suspended. Um, and also it showed, once again, the power of the Westons, because he didn't get suspended for, I don't know if they caught him on any drugs, but he didn't get suspended for selling drugs. He didn't get suspended for fighting in general, but he did get suspended for punching a Weston. Yeah. And that got him kicked out of school, and also with him, their biggest competition. Yeah, I, I was really curious to see how that was going to play out. Like, I was wondering, like, is Tariq going to jump in? But, you know, that as we see, as it plays out, it's it's pretty much Tariq's plan to yeah. let this fight happen. Um, but, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to get Braden's props, though, man. Yeah. Braden whooped his ass, man. Yeah, he he got busy. He even had time to check over and make sure Shorty Girl was, was, was looking and everything, right. which Show I thought was just comedy. Um, but it was it was really well done. Um, it very well done it was a good look for Brayden because now we also get to see that like Brayden ain't afraid to you know get with the action at least with the hands I, right. I, at some point he's gonna get he's gonna get a gun put in his face and I'm curious to see how that plays out right. um, but Riley and I hope we haven't seen the last of her she, she's smart too um, she manages to to take a picture and place him at the at the frat house when this all goes down right. which is smart I was all confused as to um, Sax's motives, though, because what does that really show? We know he goes to the school. We know he's in college. We know he's going to be socializing at college. So him in the background of a picture in a school we all know he goes to, I'm I'm curious to what Sax got out of that picture. Um, she didn't get him, catch him doing anything illegal. He immediately brushed her off. Um, so maybe we'll see. She'll definitely be back because I think what's going to happen is what you just said. She'll get closer and closer to Braden. And, you know, his loose mouth will kind of feed some information back. Because um, I, I don't imagine Braden is the the shy type when it comes to um, – he'll be, he, he's more like the guap in the GCG yeah. where he yeah. wants people to know that he's doing these cool things. Yeah. Um, 
especially to impress a girl. Yep, so we shall see what comes of that. And uh, then we, from awkward sex scene to uh, the actual sex scene, uh, we get one for the ladies. I'm pretty sure the, I'm, I'm pretty sure like the internet didn't explode with this one. Um, I don't know how many sex scenes Method Man has been in, mm. but I'm pretty sure Twitter was a buzz that, you know, that particular night. Uh, but it's with Paula and um, shouldn't shouldn't be shocking at all. Um, but I, I think they did a good job of of playing it to the point where it's just like I it still felt slightly out of left field right. because she really did just seem about being about business business. Yeah. Um, during this, she gets uh, the, the notifications that they've been wired their money. And as she suspected earlier from a shady LLC, mm-hmm. um, we also find out that Davis is married. Indeed. Uh, you know, which isn't above most people on this, in this series. Um, but we could clearly see that this is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about that scene? First off, I'm, I, I got to put a complaint in the stars. They, they cheating us, man. The sex scenes have gotten more and more tame. You haven't seen one nipple. You haven't seen no areola. You've seen a lot of a, a lot of man butt, and you know the ladies need this. Uh, and you know nothing wrong with some man butt, but we used to get some good sex scenes, and I feel like they dialing them down, and uh, I'm upset. <laughs> this this might be this. Who knows? They, they this one might be for the ladies, and we just got to sit back and let them let them get theirs. Um, they cheating us, man. <laughs> um, but but as far as the thing, you know, I think it's still just Paula was one hundred percent right. She knows Tarika Shady, and everything she said about him is kind of falling into place. Um, the Shady LLC, like you said, with the wire transfer, uh, the gun that she that she saw on him, and she everything in her being saying we need to drop this kid, um, and David just will not will not go for it. Um, I don't know if it's his pride. I don't know if it's his uh, ego and pride are kind of a similar. I don't know what it is, but I think somehow he might get burned messing around with Tariq. Um, and Paula might be there to say, I told you so. Yeah. We shall see. So before this uh, this little late night romp, um, Davis decides, you know, we need somebody that Sax cannot flip. Someone who has way more to lose by siding with him than to gain. Why won't they leave Tamika alone? First of all, the, the grimy, the grimy uh, summons serving, like let that woman feel like she had a nice present surprise of some surprise flowers. Like she was, she was happy. I, I, I was happy for her. And then he goes, you got served. I was like, oh, that's, that's no, I, I had a friend that was coming, man. I, I noticed that's it. Yeah. dirty. But I, I mean, she, she in a dirty game. She was dirty. She didn't did a lot of dirty tricks too. So it's not like she is above all this and they got to do what they what's in their best interest to try to win this case. So I think um it's all strategic, it's all smart moves. And I'm I'm curious to see how Tamika if Tamika's going to be able to play this one off or or do we finally get Sax busted, which a lot of fans are are looking forward to. They're getting tired of Sax always getting away with everything. Yeah. So uh we get Tariq uh, indulging in the the fruits of his victory, the fruits of his labor. Scott's being kicked out of school. Um, Tariq playing it smart, like he don't know, because you know, 
I didn't get you kicked out, mm -hmm. but it, it worked. Um, and then we get a, a little scene, a little interesting scene between uh, between Lauren and Tariq, uh, pretty much echoing what you what you said earlier, um, where he puts it on the table. It's like, hey, I ain't mad at you. You know, we young. Right. You got options, but she peeps the phone. He keeps it 100. I got options too. Right. Uh, which an extremely honest conversation. Yeah. I like which, it too, uh, too, in the fact that he let it be known, look, I'm up for competition too. So, yeah. you know, just because you got your little boyfriend don't mean I'm not still checking for you. Yeah. And, but it also don't mean I'm just going to yeah, sit here and wait in the tryout line either. Uh, so, you know, you doing you and I'm clearly doing me. So, you know, that's what it is. Make your, your decision and act accordingly. Right. Uh, so <laughs> we get we get uh, Tasha adjusting the prison life. Doing <laughs> push-ups. Push getting buff, getting oh swole. Oh, God, it was funny. Getting brolic. She was I, in the was, cell doing push-ups. It was so out of place. <laughs> and I know she so thought she was a badass. I know the actress, the actress thought she was a badass she was doing those push-ups. She was like, this <laughs> one was cool to... as hell, man. <laughs> That shit was goofy. That was one of the few things I did see on on social media today. Uh, people were like, why was she doing push-ups in the, in that cell? But it was so it was so out of place, so out of place. Um, but she she gets her her weekly reminder that um, you are under surveillance mm -hmm. and you were under unemployment. She gets her picture of um, of Tariq in class in class, which. That's uh that is a power move. Right. Um because there's no better way to to illustrate. Yeah, we can we can get at him whenever we like. Like we we have people in the school mm -hmm. with eyes on him. Right. Granted it was just Drew, True. but it it was still well played. I, I mean to me it's another thing I'm not really understanding though is cuz I don't know why Tariq has done nothing but show he's game and wants to be a part of this. It's not like they're blackmailing him or forcing him into this criminal enterprise. So I'm not I'm not understanding why they're constantly threatening Tasha. Like, I, I think what's the it's, point? It's motivation. Like, for if, whom though? Because he don't know she's getting threatened. This is true, but if he gets out of line, like so far he's on, you know, he's he's in formation. But if he steps out of bounds. That's the perfect, you know what I'm saying? But like, to, hey. To me, I would like it if it was the reverse. I think it would, it would be more effective if the Tahadas were sending pictures to, to of Tasha in jail saying, oh, if you get out of line, happen. I'll touch your mom. Because I think that's still going to happen. Tasha like, can't no control over the boy from in jail. She don't got no reach. So to threaten her is to threaten air. Well, you got to look at it as he's going to do whatever he can for his mom. So like if he gets out of line and they'd be like, look, we can get your mom's touched in prison. It's going to motivate him to do, you know, unless he was just a complete sociopath. No, like, but that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm thinking. I, 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 that's why it would make more sense if they were threatening him with her as opposed to threatening her with him. I think that door is still open. Like, no, I'm saying, I, that, yeah, I'm not saying they can't get to it, but I don't understand why they're wasting the threats with Tasha of them to have another scene in the show for her. I, I could still see it as like that them trying to instill that sense of urgency because like if she's constantly getting pictures of him out and about in the world 
like that gives her motive to call him and be like hey you, are you doing what they tell you like just to pretty much stay on his ass you know what i'm saying um de- I, I i definitely see what you're saying but like i think it's just like we're not it, it works better if one he's information and his mother who is incarcerated is on his ass from behind bars like it, it works better as like a an added incentive um, that she's constantly like hitting him up like are you doing what they are you doing what they tell you you know are you are you doing what they're asking of you um but I, I still think the door is open for them to to hit him with a picture like all right you you stepped out of line um just so you know your moms can get hit in jail yeah. like we have our eyes on her in here yeah um, I, just, so. I just thought that's a, a little bit premature um cause, especially since he came to them like they they using the threats like they forcing him to do something he doesn't want to do or they holding something above him when he actively sought them out so it, it may all explain itself down the lines but for me you know just from my point of view I'm not understanding it so you know it's a little it's a little bit off for me but you know we'll see how it plays out so we we essentially end the episode with um, her getting a picture of him and Sax getting um, his recon picture um, which again at this exact moment it's like it's somewhat pointless because it doesn't really illustrate um, what Sax is going to use it for because right. he doesn't know for real for real about the drugs yet at the very least he yeah. just knows that Tariq is at a is at a frat party lurking well, I think on he some knows, stairwell he's trying to figure out how they're paying McCain oh true that yeah yeah but to me, I'm still not understanding that because, well, I guess they may know that the money is all tied up, but from the outside, most people who didn't weren't so heavily connected to the family might realize that uh, he came from a wealthy family. Like these weren't poor people, so I can understand how she's getting legal defense paid for. But that's you know, neither here nor there. That's just what it is. But that was the end of the episode. Yeah. Closing um, thoughts or predictions as we go into this mid-season finale. Well, um, just off of the next time on the, power, yeah, um, we see that things are going to get thick with Lauren and Diana. Oh yeah, oh yeah, fairly quick. But they look like um, they're all having a little college party. She got yeah. her hair all blown out, and cute. It, it seems like she gets dissed for uh, for Lauren. Yeah, it looked like it, at least um, in round one, Lauren yeah. came out on top between the, the battle of the two suitors, which is a that's a dangerous game, especially when you know who is who her brother is, and the fact that you working for um her mom. For, but but you know what? That's where it gets tricky because he she's not supposed to be seeing him anyway. So for her to want like either Kane to to for her to want Kane off the leash or mom to cut him off, she has to say that I went behind your back and started kind of seeing Tariq. Mm-hmm. So like it's a it's kind of a lose lose for her because she's already on the outs with her mom as is. So it's like even if she even if she takes the L, that's a she she takes a, 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 a she's rolling some risky dice by by telling her mom that like yeah I saw Tariq and he played me. Right. She's gonna be like well why'd you see him I told you not to. Right. Especially um, it looked like it was at some type of party she probably shouldn't be at the party to begin. Right, mom probably be tripping, and it's probably at the school. Yeah, Monet seemed like the type that would be like, "Well, that's what you get," Mm -hmm. (laughs) and rub it in her face. Yeah, I told you, Um, I told you not to mess around that boy anyway. 
you know, uh, but as far as you know, midseason finales, I'm not sure because I think, well, not think we're so used to Powers midseason finale from the our our flagship series. Usually, there being like some heavy death or someone getting extremely brutalized or maimed or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I don't know what they're gonna hit us with. I, yeah, it's too I, early that's what for makes that. me excited. It's too early. Yeah. But you know, as we said, we we don't know, you know, if they just don't have um, stuff recorded and they're still you know playing catch up from the pandemic. Uh, but what do you what do you, what's your what's your thoughts on that? What do you think is going to happen possibly? I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Um, like I say, you, you saw the the biggest thing that you saw from that was. Um, well, I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't remember. That's the thing I remember most. So maybe that's the most important was that the little interaction with the two, the the, the love triangle and um, him kind of blowing her off or walking off with Lauren. Um, so I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Uh, like you said, they normally do give us something fire in the midseason finale. So, but I think it's too early for a death because yeah. the only, you know, for, for it to be truly shocking it would have to be Tariq or Tasha because they're the only ones that's carryovers. Everybody is too new. Excuse me, it's too new. For you be killing them off or getting rid of, um, yeah. I can see maybe maybe GCG coming back and maybe some yeah. type of crazy shootout or something, and that may satisfy you know the viewers of a big event. Um, so you know we'll we'll see how it goes, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, like I said at the beginning of when we recorded tonight, I'm fully invested in the show. For a show I thought I was not going to really enjoy. They have I don't know if they went back to just the heart of. They got new writers. They went back, or they was like, "Damn, we was, we really effed up the final season, especially those final five episodes of Power." And we got to come up with something strong to really bring people back in, or what? Whatever they doing, keep doing. Yeah. Um, it, it's still a little weird stuff here and there, but for the most part, the story is interesting. Um, the characters are good. Um, I'm enjoying most, it. Most of them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've written off. I'm not talking about those dummies. We wrote those. We wrote. We wrote those off. Maybe the professors be the big, f them. Maybe that'll be the big shot. Yeah, they could choke on their food and die. Maybe, I don't. Maybe care. they get. Maybe they get accidentally shot down. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> randomly arguing in the street and Hit Kane by just right or Kane just like I, I feel like killing someone. It's been a while. I, it's been like two three episodes since I've killed someone. There goes the black couple. They seem annoying, True. and he just takes out his frustrations. Um, but we shall see, man. Um, all in all, solid episode aside from that weird soap opera. Um, weird. They crammed in there. Solid episode. And uh, we shall see what next week brings. Um, you want to tell the people where they can find you? Um, you know, POP Podcast, everything podcast related. Co- conversation with Carlos D. Of course, I'm Carlos D. And where can they find you, good sir? Um, I am triple D, triple underscore D um, on Twitter and uh, off the clock pod pretty much everywhere from Instagram to Facebook to also Twitter. O-F-F-T-H-A clock pod. Um, Like we said earlier, um, my laptop is uh, on the shelf. So my my show um, as well as my Lovecraft Country recaps are are on hold for now. Um, So we'll see what happens, but I will make it. Uh, a way that we continue bringing us bringing you guys these uh, power recaps and uh, until next week we'll see you guys next time